Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I get you ready for the big Raw reunion tonight and welcome one of our Busted Open brethren live from Tampa for a full report. The WWE is throwing the biggest Raw reunion ever tonight with 30-plus legends of the Raw brand returning live in Tampa, Florida. Who needs the rub the most tonight, and will the returning legends be enough to pop the ratings on the USA Network? WWE Hall of Famer and our busted open tag team partner, Mark Henry, is live in Tampa as he's appearing on Raw Reunion tonight. We'll get all the details from Mark, plus his response to the social media controversy from over the weekend. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. This is a really good opportunity for the WWE tonight, Bully, especially what's on the horizon. Very big time period for this company come the fall. This is the perfect opportunity to take what a lot of people love and cherish from the past and move it to the next generation of the WWE superstars. I was talking with an industry insider who said to me, that the Raw reunion is because of pressure from USA. USA wants to see a little bit more of a return on their ratings since they're paying more for the show. And the way I look at it is, is that hot shot booking? Are we just doing once again what the WWE has done in the past, and that's rely on you know former superstars to come in? Now, if these former superstars just come in and have full run of the place and do what they want to do and outshine the younger talent, then um, I don't think they've gotten the job done. If you took a look at Hulk's tweet, Hulk Hogan's tweet, he's talking about, you know, the former stars taking control of Raw and running the joint, and Becky's like, I don't think so, brother. You know, are we going to see the Steve Austins and the Hulk Hogan's and the DX's of the world all band together to try to squash out Roman and Seth and Becky and all these other stars? I don't think that would be best for business. You got to take these past stars and you got to put them in the ring with the newer stars and the future stars and you have to give them the rub. Who is the next Stone Cold Steve Austin? What group is the new D-Generation X? You know, who is the next Hulk Hogan? Tonight, hopefully, some of these stars can move further up the ranks and up the ladder. Yeah, and and Hogan's tweet, like, that's if you're the WWE, that's ill-advised. 
And but judging from what we've seen in the past, that usually happens when they had, you know, the Raw 25 at the Barclays. That's pretty much what happened. The legends of the past came in and got over on the current roster and it hadn't really helped anything moving forward. Man, they, they cannot do that tonight. Hogan's tweet about this older generation and these legends coming in and taking over. That can't be what they, that's the last thing the WWE should let happen tonight on raw. In a way I see Hogan's perspective because I have always very much had the, um, I've been of the mentality of, of if you can take my spot, then take it. Mm -hmm. If you're good enough, you know, outshine me, out promo me, outwork me. Go out there and, and, and outdo me in every way, shape, or form, and then you can have my spot. And I think Hulk looks at it in a way where, hey, man, I'm still Hulk Hogan, and I haven't taken a bump in God knows how long, but I still can go out there and outshine any of you. Now, if I'm standing in the ring with you, outshine me. I told you, Dave, that whenever I got to work with Hulk, I went for his jugular. I did whatever I could to make sure I outshined him and became a bigger star. Hopefully tonight, the younger stu- superstars get an opportunity to go for the jugular and become bigger and brighter stars for the WWE moving forward. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're hoping to see uh, tonight from the current crop of WWE superstars. Because let's face it, the WWE is in a bit of a lag period right now, and this is the worst time for them to be in that kind of period. We talk about the ratings. We talk about live attendance being down, and that needs to be on an uptick, especially once we get past the summer into the fall. And I'll even say and talk about something that we talked about last week, and that is the WWE returning to Madison Square Garden, Raw and SmackDown being live at Madison Square Garden for the first time in over 10 years, bully. And the WWE totally expected both shows to be an instant sellout. That has not happened. Tickets are actually moving a lot slower than they ever would have imagined for both those shows. And here we are coming out of the weekend. Those two shows are still not sold out. They were kind of hoping that, you know, seeing that New Japan came in here, Ring of Honor, that almost instant sellout of the G1 Supercard that we saw back in April where they sold out in within hours. That has not happened with Raw and SmackDown returning to the Garden for the WWE. I'm sure the WWE has to be a little bit concerned that Raw and SmackDown did not sell out instantly. Um, we have talked about how the WWE sells the name right now and not the the particular superstar back in the day you went to go see stone cold you went to go see the rock you went to go see uh dx you went to go see the undertaker you went to go see hulk hogan blah 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 now you're going to see the wwe yeah there's a a big section of becky fans and the big section of roman fans and speaking of becky Oh, my God. What a whirlwind on social media with Becky Lynch, Dave LaGreca, and Mark Henry. I can't wait to talk about that one later. I have no idea what you're talking about, but go on. (laughs) Um, So I think what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to start announcing some really strong matches for Raw or SmackDown. Because I I think last I heard they had about five or six or 7,000 tickets sold for Raw and SmackDown. Which, as we know, for the WWE and the Garden, let's face it, those are low numbers. Yes. 
WWE, if WWE walks into the garden for Raw or SmackDown and both shows are not sold out, is that a disappointment for them? Oh, yeah. I, I think right now this is a disappointment. Like, I think, I think eventually, Bully, because you still have a couple of months here, I, st- I still think that it will be sold out at the end of the day. So if it's not sold out, to me, that's disastrous. I mean, this is your flagship arena. You know, you've let other people come in and sell that building out. Now you're returning to have TV for the first time in over 10 years, and you don't sell out the building? That's a disaster. But I think as of right now, with ticket sales being slow, I think the WWE is in a bit of a panic mode. Now, they're, they're actually offering like a special package where you can get tickets to both those shows, both Raw and SmackDown. I don't think they ever thought they would have to go to those lengths. I thought they would put them up on sale. Hey, we're returning to Madison Square Garden. A lot of publicity, a lot of commercials, a lot of social media interaction, a lot of email blasts have gone out about these shows. And the fact that... You know, they're they've sold about half the tickets as we're currently talking. I think that's I think that's definitely the panic button is being pressed by the WWE right now. It sounds like half the tickets is being kind to them. And we're not knocking the WWE. We're just talking factual here about their ability to draw in the garden. If the WWE doesn't sell those shows out, it's going to be a little bit of a bad look for them. So I think what they have to do now is they got to start advertising some matches. But how do you advertise for Raw and SmackDown this far out? The very least you can do is advertise a dark match. You know, you could at least say that you're going to get to see this match on this night. You know, you might have to call in Cena for the night. Who, Who knows? You might have to call in Taker for the night. Whatever you have to do, because the perception is going to be that WWE could not sell out the Garden, and uh, especially with Raw. You need to sell out for Raw. You need to be at just about maximum capacity for SmackDown. So hopefully that works. But, man, I want to talk about Raw Reunion. I'm pretty excited. Can't tell you the last time that I was like, all right, can't wait to be in front of my TV. It's 7.55, so I get to see the beginning of the show. Yeah, this is going to be a must-watch, and I'm sure they're going to have a major spike in the ratings tonight, especially with all these returning superstars. The biggest returning superstar to me would be Triple H. I can't believe we're actually going to see Triple H on Raw. It's been so uh, long. It's been so uh, long since we saw him on WWE programming. But you you understand what I'm saying? You, I would I would totally expect a huge spike in the ratings for the WWE tonight. But Dave, let me ask you this: What would be a huge spike? Right now, they're doing approximately, I'm going to be, I'm going to say between 2.5 million viewers and maybe 3 million viewers on a good, with a good hour. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing two and a half million between 3 million viewers for any given hour of Raw, and I think I'm being generous right there in in, in those numbers. Yeah, I think you are, because I think it's more towards the low two than than the high two. Let's call it 2.5 million across the board, okay? Okay. You're talking about getting a much better rating tonight. If you have Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin, and all of these um, other returning legends, icons, superstars, what exactly would be a good rating to you? Well, I, I think every hour has got to be over three. You think that's good? 
Yeah, I think that's good. Over three? I think, yeah, I think right now, when's the last time they did over a three? But what I'm saying is, doesn't it sound like you're lowering your expectations to over three? With that kind of firepower, I'm looking for four and five oh, million viewers. That's, I, I don't think you're going to see those types of numbers. I, 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 I know, but that's to me, that would be a major spike in the ratings. I mean, is tonight must-see television? Yes, to me is it, it is. But it's, is it generational must-see television? Yes, I think some of the, with these returning superstars, I would then, think so. Then, then another half million viewers really isn't going to do it for me. I need to see a significant spike here. Because this is every ounce of firepower they have tonight, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at this list of returning superstars, it's the who's who. It really is. I mean, right at the top, you got Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, Mick Foley. I mean, Ric Flair, those names alone. Now, I know you've obviously seen these names. We just saw Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 35. You know, we've seen Mick Foley introduce that 24-7 championship. We saw Ric Flair at WrestleMania 35 as well. I mean, Shawn Michaels. I mean... That's part of the problem, too, is that you've seen these re- returning superstars, but when you have all of them on one night, it's 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 tough. It's tough when you talk about ratings because I don't know if they can pull those fours and fives anymore, Mark. I, bully, I, I just don't see it. I'm not Mark. Sorry. I'm, I'm Bully. Sorry, Bully. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the first time that's ever happened? I'm shocked. Actually. I, I, I hope it's the last. I, <laughs> I hope it's the last. But I did see Mark in the gym this morning, so <laughs> uh, that's right. Yeah, dude. I know, and I'm glad you're out in beautiful Tampa, Florida. Beautiful weather. I can tell with all the palm trees in the back as we're speaking right now. And when I mentioned Mark Henry, what I was going to sue. It's say before Who you, you going to sue. Yeah, I was going to sue you, Mark Henry. I was going to sue you for getting you into a shitstorm with <laughs> Becky Lynch. <laughs> Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Somebody who's a Hall of Famer, and I will say, to kind of back up what you said earlier, probably one of the most generous and nicest people I've ever met, but you wouldn't want to piss him off either. And that's my tag team partners two days a week here on Busted Open. He joins us now. He's in Tampa for the Raw reunion. It's the one and only Mark Henry. Mark, how are you today, buddy? Man, I am doing really, really well. And Bully Ray, I only had one breakfast. <laughs> well, then you're behind me. Go get two more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, after the, after the show. After the show. Mark, what's going been, on, guys? Well, we've been talking about you all morning, and you know, based on what happened last Friday, I'll let Dave set us up here. But I'd love to get your feedback on a couple of things. Well, obviously, I I kind of went on a little bit of a rant earlier, Mark, because some of the tweets on social media just went below the belt and completely off the mark, and completely like not even in the realms of a uh, of a discussion that we can have based on the conversation that you and I had about Becky Lynch on Friday because we're obviously talking about a character on TV and a storyline on Monday Night Raw, and it seems like a lot of people, good, bad, or indifferent, take it way too personal. Yeah, of course. I mean, but that's that's what we do. We incite a riot most <laughs> most days. <laughs> you have to be able to deal with that fire. And I, I'm 100% in compliance to that. I can deal with the fire. But I just have to have a conversation with somebody that's my equal. 
and I know a lot more than what people that call in understand about our business. So I can't have that conversation with you. You just have to tune into the show and listen to me talk to experts. I talk to Bully Ray, who is a Hall of Famer, who understands what it is. Dave is a super fan. He spent the bulk of his life following wrestling and contributing to the education of people that listen to what this business is about. That I can have a conversation with them, but I can't have a conversation with somebody about a character-driven business that don't understand how to produce and how to get that character-driven character over or, or off TV. Sometimes you got to take them, take somebody off. It's, it's success by subtraction. Sometimes you got to get, get them out of their own way. They don't. They won't understand that. I'm I'm talking to myself, so that's that's how I feel about the conversation that we're on Twitter. Mark, let me ask you specifically about the the word arrogance. You stated that you really enjoyed the the Becky that we got leading into WrestleMania, and now you feel that she comes off a bit arrogant, and that is not resonating with you. Um, I don't agree that she's coming off arrogant, but I want to listen to your take on this. Can you give me an example of when you thought Becky came off as arrogant? Well, let me let me explain what I consider uh, to be arrogant. And that is Becky's whole foundation is built off the fact that she came from nothing and she worked her way to the top and she persevered through all the negativity because I remember a time when her doing jobs to Bailey and Sasha and everybody else in the business and losing in two and three minutes, and everybody loved Becky. My son used to, when when she first started, he loved her. And I, I asked him why, and he said, because she's always fighting, Dad. She's always fighting against the big guy. And I'm like, okay, I get it. The fans chose her to be who she is. She was humble. She came on as a true baby face. Enjoy this because this is what's going to set it home for you. She came on the show and Dave was not on the show. And she said, Charlotte complains about having to get up at four o'clock in the morning to do six o'clock radio and morning shows, and all the media, she said, I would do it every day for the rest of my life just because I was in this business. That's humility. That's being humble. Now we have this character that's, well, Becky Two Belts will do this. The man will smash you in the face and throw you out of the ring and leave you out on the street like yesterday's trash. That's being a heel. That's not humility. That's not being humble. Okay, Mark, all hold the on. Things hold that on. Bring Mark, you Mark. To being a baby face. I got the microphone now. No, 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 no. no. I just want to. You just brought up a great point, and I just wanted to make an exact comparison. You said Becky says, I'm going to do this to you, I'm going to do this to you, and I'm going to do this to you. Is it any different than 
I'm going to take that thing, turn that some bitch sideways, and shove it up your candy ass? It is extremely different because those guys were heels. They were heels. They became fan favorites because people thought they were cool after a while. But the whole intent of Dwayne being The Rock and talking about himself in third person and doing it because it annoyed him. It annoyed him. He, he'll tell you that there's nothing he hated more than people that were so self-absorbed that they talk, well, Johnny wouldn't do that. So he, he put it into his character. And when Steve Austin said, I'll drop you on that stack of dimes you call a neck and walk you all over you, all of that, that he was a heel. So you're, he's not so, a heel. So, so your He's argument a baby is face. okay. So your argument is that you didn't have a problem with Rocky and Steve being arrogant because they were arrogant heels first and never changed the way <clears throat> they reacted just because the fans started to like them. Yes, and and that would happen organically for Becky, but it's going to have to it's going to have to happen organically for me. And I'm is right now. As much as I respect her work and like her and have always put her over, you look at listen to the interviews, I, I talk about her with reverence because she's good. She's really good. And more than anything, the fans like her. And when you can get over and you can get everybody else to like you and the office is not on your boat and you still get over, that means you're double good. So it's not an attack on her. And I'm the farthest thing in the world from a sexist. And for no, that's, somebody that's to, to say something like, uh, oh, so it's okay for a man to be. No, it's not okay for a man. But what I'm telling you are these are people that are portraying the worst. They're not the worst people. They're great people. We're talking about their characters. And I think that's the biggest thing that we had to, uh, first of all, it shouldn't even be explained. And I love the fact that when you were talking and you, the quote was about Becky being arrogant, that, that should be more towards a Sami Zayn and a Baron Corbin. You weren't talking male and female. You're talking face and heel. Baron Corbin and Sami Zayn are heels. So those are the ones, those are the characters that should be arrogant, not somebody like Becky Lynch. Right. And it, it had nothing to do with, uh, whether she was a woman or not, she's a wrestler. <laughs> she is a wrestler. Mark, she's not it, male or female. She's one of us. Mark, if Becky is in a program with a Charlotte or especially now a Lacey, who she's been in a program with since WrestleMania, and Lacey comes across as, stream, as extremely arrogant, if, if they would keep Becky humble like the way you like her do you think people would bash Becky for being too wishy-washy and humble or do no. you think it would work for her I think it would work for her and also Becky can out heal Sasha she could out heal um, Charlotte at times and I mean, it's hard to because as a heel, Charlotte is just, wow. She's just ridiculous. But Lacey is still new enough that 
Becky could come off as a heel more than her, and she's playing the heel role. But so if you're, you, you're 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 actually making it a harder job for the heel to get over if you're doing the same thing that she's doing. So you don't think it's working that Becky's fighting fire with fire? She's fighting arrogance with arrogance. Yes, I'm going to give you an example. When I was in Louisville, Rip Rogers told me, because I cut a promo on somebody, and I called him a piece of garbage, and, you know, you, you're not educated like me. You you never walked the walk that I walked. And, you know, I've been to two Olympic Games, and yada, 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 yada. Rip said, well, why would you do that? And I was like, "Cause I'm I'm tough." And he's like, "No, you're not. You, you're you're a babyface, and you just healed out on the other on the heel. The people are confused." And I'm like, "Okay, explain." He said, "Listen, if you want to get over as a babyface, you have to say this guy or this girl is unbelievable. I just hope that I can survive." long enough to be able to give them something back and leave something on their mind because that's what the people deserve. And you have to take it back to the people. And I went out there the next Wednesday on on OVW TV, and I cut a promo just like what I had learned. And the crowd went nuts because I was for them. Not because I was worried about me. And that's what we're not getting. We're not, as a fan, I'm a fan. I want to be jumping on, 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 on the couch, cheering for her because she's fighting for me. And she persevered through the whooping that the heel gave her. And she kept on going. And all of a sudden, it's a block, there's a miss, and she blows a comeback. And now I'm, I'm at this point. My wife is telling me to keep it down. We got neighbors. That's where I want to be. I want to have to be told that you're too loud as a as a as a fan of rest, of pro wrestling. And that's not what I what I always get because sometimes she's the heel too, and I want her to be the babyface. Now, the advice that Rip Rogers gave you is great advice coming from a great wrestling mind, and it's Babyface 101, as we know. Do you think that that kind of approach can work in 2019? And if the answer is yes, can you give me an example of who is doing that right now and who it's working for? Well, he's a heel now, but... AJ Styles, when he was working babyface, that was him. He he was a, a bona fide babyface. Ricochet, the guy that he's working against, bona fide babyface. They talk good about the the guy that they're they, they speak with him with reverence. You look at the uh, Ricochet and AJ match um, two weeks ago. And Ricochet was like, wow, I mean, if I could just be mentioned in the same breath as AJ Styles. You see what I'm saying? He, it's humility. It's him being humble. And then AJ comes and slaps his face. 
that's the heel. But you have to have definitive roles in order for it all to work. And it gets so muddled sometimes because everybody wants to have an edge. Everybody wants to be tough. And that's not what's always called for. And, oh, and Bully, really quick, because it goes back to what we talked about when it came to Becky and whether you call it confidence or arrogance, her making promises that she just didn't keep. On that last SmackDown before WrestleMania 35, now whether you call it arrogance or confidence, she said she was going to make Charlotte and Ronda Rousey tap out in the middle of the ring at WrestleMania 35. That didn't happen. I mean, as a matter of fact, you know, Ronda, she pinned Ronda, and Ronda's shoulder was up. So as as a face, when you're being that confident and you make promises and you don't keep those promises, I mean, she's saying she said it and she did it. That's not entirely true. And somebody who had two two titles and they called her Becky Two Belts only has one now, not two. So a lot of these promises that she's making as a face isn't coming true. And that doesn't come across well either in my opinion. And it's not an attack on Becky. Uh, that's that's the thing. All of the, the people that I was wanting, I wanted to cuss them out, but, you know, it's just not good, good behavior. Like, guys, I'm saying the same thing you're saying, except I'm saying that I want to see her be more humble. That's it. That's it. It's not sexist. It's not racist. It's not counterproductive for uh, pro wrestling is me being a fan, giving my opinion and saying from a very well experienced and taught environment of what it is to be in that spot. And that's not what it is. And people would love her even more if she was fighting her way from the bottom rather than wanting to be standing over everybody. I don't. I'm not quite sure we can continue to see her fight from the bottom, especially with uh, the the major holes that Creative has poked in her. I, I want to just get back to uh, pre WrestleMania Becky. You said you liked the humbleness. Loved How, it. I okay. didn't like it. I yep. loved it. You loved it. How did you feel about her on social media? Because if you think she's arrogant on TV now, don't you think she was extremely arrogant on social media in the build-up to WrestleMania? Yes, she was. And it was like that CM Punk pipe bomb uh, stuff that was going back and forth, which I'm not a fan of. And, I, you know, people like it because it's, you know, sometimes it's funny and it's, oh, I can't believe they said that. And it's the same thing as the promo that Natty and, and her had in the ring. And Natty told her that, you know, she'd like to kick that horseshoe that she had in her butt. Like, that, all of that stuff is funny when it, when it happens on the, on, the, on the spot. But it, it kind of puts you into a spot of being a heel. So I, I just take the high road, keep taking the high road as a baby face, and let the heel do all that stuff. And you can even say, as a heel, as a baby, as a baby face, listen, you can talk all you want to. Eventually, somebody's shoulders are going to have to get put on that mat, and it's going to be yours. And that comes across as forward, but not arrogant. 
All right, Mark, let's get into the Raw reunion. And don't worry, I, I did kind of my own cursing at the beginning of the show. If you go back to Series 6, I'm happy to listen on demand. <laughs> I kind of did the talking for us this morning, if you didn't mind. Um, but let's get into the Raw reunion. Obviously, out there in Tampa, a long list of wrestlers that are coming back to Monday Night Raw tonight. What are you expecting tonight? And who are you most looking forward to seeing? tonight you know what man i i was so lucky last night that a lot of us are staying in the same hotel and i ran into steve austin and just so happens uh the godfather and the boogeyman and um uh mark carano and rick flair and pat patterson just a bunch of us santino was sitting down there and it was so much fun, man. It was it's actually like a family reunion. And to to see everybody was awesome, but we kinda did a reenactment of uh the podcast that I did with Steve Austin because Ron Simmons showed up. And when Ron came, it was just like now it's a party. <laughs> and everybody started telling stories and Bubba Bully Ray knows like that that is the best part of being in the locker room is to hear the old timers tell stories. Nothing better than that. Um, I'm curious if you're on raw tonight, which I know you will be and the lights go out. Are you going to be a little concerned or nervous? If the lights go out, it's going to be a track meet. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, which way are you running? And they, I'm asked that question because I don't want to run over your ass. You better check under your bed tonight, buddy. You never know where he's lurking. Listen, stop it right now. Stop it. I know what you're doing, sir. All right, Mark, let me ask you. You mentioned that everybody came out, it was like a reunion. We talked about this on Friday. Did anybody embarrass themselves last night? You know, nobody embarrassed oh, themselves I last night. And I had this morning, I had breakfast with our buddy X-Pac, Sean Waltman. And that's what we talked about. He was like, he he wasn't down last night. He didn't get in until real late. And he's like, wow, man, um, it, they closed the bar. I was coming in when the bar was closing down. Uh, when you were down there, did anybody act up? <laughs> that was the first thing we said. <laughs> No, nobody acted up. He's like, wow, okay, maybe everybody grew up. Mark, let me ask you this, uh, because it's bound to happen today based on the interaction with yourself and Becky on social media. If you and Becky come face-to-face today, what's the interaction going to be like? It's going to be like it always is. I'm going to be Mark, and I know that she'll be herself, and – if she has a beef with it, I will tell her, Becky, let the people on the Internet have their fun. We know what the real story is. And if I will explain to her, just like I just explained to y'all, how I feel about Hill Babyface, and that is where the tire meets the road. There's no animosity, none of that. If she, if, if she has a disagreement with it, I will apologize. And yeah, but then you'd be apologizing for your opinion, and that's not right. No, but see, she's the principal, though. And in a perfect world, it would never happen. But it's not a perfect world. And she's the principal. When I was the principal, I would have expected the person to come to me. 
and say, hey, I got a problem with this. And then I would be able to answer that. So uh, very likely uh, I'll be in talent relations and she'll eventually come in there and it's going to happen. But uh, it's not going to be anything negative. It's going to be informative and it's going to be from a place of love and and respect for the business. It's not going to be my opinion is better than yours type of thing. I'm not that guy. If if WWE, if I was at WWE, I'd make it a story on TV. I have it play out on the Raw reunion tonight. That's just me. I, I'd have you give Seth Rollins the world's strongest slam and take his woman. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy, you would too. You know, if I had that pencil in my hand, that's exactly what and, would happen. And let's and let's face it, Seth Rollins doesn't stand a chance against sexual chocolate. Oh, we don't need to see Mark Henry night tonight. We see sexual chocolate tonight. Becky would just melt in Mark's arms. <laughs> Seth Rollins would be standing in the corner crying. I want to. I want to see Becky and Mark in in a room together, right? And like they're getting really close, and then the lights go out. When they come back on, Mark's face to face with the fiend. Oh. I hate your guts. <laughs> you just made my skin crawl. I can't. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> no, it'd be. I, I like the sexual chocolate idea myself. Seth Rollins There's will be so crying. Many in the options. Co- he'll be crying in the corner, and then the next day he'll be bitching and moaning on social media. Oh my god, <laughs> Mark! One of the things that I've been talking about with Dave tonight is the importance of using the veterans to help get the the superstars tonight over rubbing up against them how do you feel about that exactly that's what it's all about and i hope that we see a lot of that and not just in the ring but in the the promos in the back and an interaction in a in the locker room a a pre-tape uh here and there like it, it should be it should reflect that like you know giving somebody a pat on the back that needs one or uh, telling somebody, hey, you don't take no for an answer. You go out there and you be the the worst you you can be. You know, like everything on both sides of the coin. Mark, if Vince came up to you and he said, pal, who do you want to get over tonight? Who do you want to give the rub to? What would your answer be? Uh, it'd probably be either Bobby Lashley or Braun Strowman. Like, uh, from a babyface perspective with Braun, I'd like to see him go out and be the man that he is. And and as a heel, uh, I'd love to grab a hold of Bobby Lashley and just say, look, do you remember who you are? Like, you, you need a verbal lobotomy. I want you to forget everything that was and go out there and be the Bobby Lashley that we saw on Impact. I want you to go out there and be the Bobby Lashley that we saw as the IC champ. Like that's who that's who we want to see, and if you don't remember him, uh, come with me. I got some videos I need to show you. That that's 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 what I would like to do. All right, Mark is obviously in Tampa for the Raw reunion tonight. We'll see what happens. And the best part about it is we get to talk about it tomorrow with Mark yeah. as he's hosting him and I on a Tuesday edition of Busted Open. Mark, have fun tonight, buddy, and I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. All right, man. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, All Mark right. Henry. Just, just remember Take how it to easy, bully. Take care. Just remember how to post up for that 3D, Mark. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs>
If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Let me just run through who's going to be returning tonight. Road Dog, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash makes his return. Ric Flair, this one's a big one because it's been a long time. Triple H makes his return to Monday Night Raw in the WWE. It's been a while, Triple H. Can't wait for Triple H. Who will Triple H put over on Monday Night Raw tonight? Birthday boy, Shawn Michaels will be on Raw tonight. The Godfather, Pat Patterson, Alicia Fox. Been a while for her. Alicia Fox is coming back to Raw tonight. Jonathan, our good friend Jonathan Coachman, is going to be on Raw tonight. Mark Henry, you just heard from Mark Henry, and boom, he's in Tampa, going to be at the Raw reunion. Medusa, I know they call her a different name, but it's always Medusa to me. Medusa will be at Raw tonight. Eric Bischoff will be at Raw tonight. Jerry the King Lawler will be at Raw tonight. Caitlin, Eve Torres, Ron Simmons, The Hurricane, Rikishi, Christian, Lillian Garcia will be at Raw tonight. Maybe she puts over JoJo. Who knows? Jillian Hall will be on Raw tonight. Jerry Briscoe will be on Raw tonight. Santino will be at Raw tonight. The Boogeyman will be at Raw tonight. Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, will be at Raw tonight. Candice Michelle will be at Raw tonight. Devon Dudley will be at Raw tonight. Like, if it's just Devon Dudley there, if it's just half of the Dudley, like, what is Devon Dudley going to do? Like, what is he going to do? You put him out there, what is he going to do? That's going to be really interesting. I can't wait I for that. I know exactly what I would do with Devon. What's that? Well, wait and see. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like Garth, like Wayne's World when it was just <laughs> when it was just Garth by himself. Oh, poor Devon. Like, like, oh my God, like Wayne that Wong. is a burial. Oh my God, Garth by himself. Garth did get that hot chick though. He did. He did get. It, but but that was not a good show. When you look at the episodes of Wayne World, Wayne's World, the one where it was Garth by himself, it was a flop. We'll see what, what we happens. Reverend Devon. Who knows what we're gonna get tonight? But could Devon carry the table in the ring by himself? Is he able to? Is he able to get the table in the ring by himself? We'll find out tonight on Raw. Booker <laughs> T is gonna be there. Kurt Angle, Sergeant Slaughter, Molina, and Kelly Kelly. Maybe Kelly Kelly finally learned how to run the ropes. We'll find out tonight on Raw Reunion. Burial <laughs> number two. I want you to look at the list really quick. Yes. And tell me who is must-see TV tonight. Stone Cold would be must-see tonight. What about Hogan? Yeah, Hogan would be must-see tonight. Anybody else? I mean, I you know, selfishly, I want to see what they do with Mark Henry, obviously. I'm sure a lot of our nation members will be excited about that. Um, I, You know what? In, in a fun way, Jerry Briscoe. What are they going to have Jerry Briscoe do tonight? That They'll probably have Briscoe and Patterson come out as yeah. the Stooges. Maybe Jerry, maybe, uh, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll take stunners for old time's sake. Yeah. 
I told you what my idea for tonight is, and I'm sticking my by my, my, my big idea since I've had it from day one. I want to see Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens face-to-face. And then I want Vince McMahon's music to hit. And I want Vince to strut down to that ring and remind Kevin Owens that he's the chairman and how dare you headbutt me in the face. And then I want to see Shane and Vince impose their will on Kevin Owens. And then I want to hear that glass shatter. And I want Owens and Austin standing next to each other, double middle fingers, double stunners, drink a beer together. That gets Kevin Owens over to the moon. Now, if I don't get that, you know how I want the show to open, Dave? How? With the glass breaking. You want people tuned in at 8 o'clock? You want them to stick and stay? Austin kicks off the show. Place pops like a mother. People going crazy. Austin in the ring. If you just happen to be flipping around the channels, there he is. Who who on the roster right now needs a returning legend the most? Is it Kevin Everybody. Owens? Everybody. I, these guys have rubbed each other to the top as much as they can go. Who's at the top of the food chain in the WWE? It would be Brock. Brock, Roman, Seth. Yeah. Charlotte. Yep. Becky. Becky. Who else? Nobody, right? Nah. Can't really. Can't. Braun. Braun, Braun, is get, Braun is getting there, yes. The All of these need a legend because you always need somebody. Steve Austin needed Mike Tyson and Vince McMahon. Everybody needs somebody. All of the top stars can use a good rub because you can only do so much together. Is Ro- How much more of a rub could Roman get from Brock? How much more of a rub can anybody get from anybody there? Eventually, talents do all they can for one another. And then you need the next level of guy. That's why I'm praying for the benefit of the locker room now that these veterans are used in a way to shine a light on the current superstars. All right, Bully. Well, you told the nation that they have the pencil. And they're going to book Raw tonight. Well, let's go to the Busted Open Nation. Let's go out to Jaden in Davis, Illinois. And Jaden, how would you book Raw Reunion tonight? So tonight, for the 24-7 championship, I have Drake Maverick pinning our troops celebrating. He's doing all that. And then Santino comes up from behind, gives him the Cobra, takes the title, and runs with it. So you would have Santino win the 24-7 title? Yes, just to give the 24-7 title a bigger meaning. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm Jaden, thanks for the phone call. I don't know if that does that. I think the one thing that's over on Raw right now would probably be the 24-7 championship. The, the 24-7 championship has an opportunity to be extremely entertaining tonight, and it can be a thread throughout the whole show. I mean, we could see that 24-7 championship change hands a multitude of times. Imagine Pat Patterson being the 24-7 yeah. champion, and as he's celebrating, Jerry Briscoe rolls him up. Now Jerry Briscoe becomes this. There's, there's so much you can do with all of those stars. Like, there are a couple of stars there that you're like, what the hell are we going to do with this person? There's enough there that you 
pile them into the 24-7 championship. Can you imagine the 24-7 championship coming through? And there's Ron Simmons uh, playing cards with Devon at the APA table, and all of a sudden somebody gets put through a table. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking off the top of yeah. my head here. So much you could do. And then you use Austin for some real meat and potato stuff. You use Hulk for some meat and potato stuff. You use DX for some meat and potato stuff. I mean, Lord knows that if, okay, who are the biggest heels in the WWE? Uh, I would Baron Corbin would probably be at the top of the list, in my opinion. Okay. I'd love to see Dolph Ziggler super kick Shawn Michaels and leave him, leave him laying. Got to do something. I mean, now think about what that would do for Dolph Ziggler, especially heels, especially like a Baron. If you can give, if you can give an over veteran baby face to Baron Corbin, so he can end of days them or something, man, look at what it did for Orton at the beginning of his career, right? Yeah. Legend killer got him over to the moon. Why did they feed legends to Randy Orton? Because they knew it would work. So tonight feed a legend to Baron Corbin or feed a legend to another heel. It's going to be interesting what they do. But again, the pencil is in the nation's hands. What would you do to book Raw Reunion tonight? Let's go out to Joe in North Carolina. Joe, what would you do with the pencil, my friend? Well, uh, first thing, uh, Dave, I'm sorry you had to go through that crap. And, uh, you know, everybody here knows, especially a lot of the members of the Busted Open Nation, we know you're definitely not that gentleman that they're trying to portray you as. So, you know, you've got our, we've all got your back for everything out there. Thank you, Joe. But, but uh, I do want to let uh, – but uh, for tonight's Raw, if I were going to start anything, I've actually got like three different scenarios. I would do something with um, the club and either use either DX or use the NWO because you've got a lot of the uh, parts there or even use the cl- the click if you want. Use them with an interaction as well as Ricochet. For the 24-7 championship, I would love it if, like, somehow $1,000 or $10,000 just comes out of nowhere and then you pull over to the side and pan over to the side and there's Ted DiBiase buying the 24-7 championship and just laughing and cackling. Love it. That would be nice. Joe. And then, uh, yeah. No, that Joe, that was a good one. That was a real good one. Go ahead. Yeah. And then uh, the third one that I would have, um, unfortunately, it does have to do with Mark Henry, and it does not have to do with the boogeyman um, or Bray Wyatt. I really did wish I would want that one. But uh, the third one I would actually do is I would have Kofi come out, and I would have Mark and uh, Ron Simmons out there with the New Day, just as kind of a show of unity for all of them um, winning the championship, you know, for the New Day having the tag team championships and Kofi uh, having the championship. I think that would be a very nice moment. All right, Joe. That some pretty good ideas from Joe Bully. What did you think? I really liked uh, a couple of them. Um, what, the last one with the New Day. He said he wanted Mark out there. Yes. What would Mark be doing with the New Day? Hmm. I guess we should have kept Joe on. I don't know what you could do with Mark. I mean, I guess you could come up with something creative for Mark to do with the New Day. But I don't look I, at I, but I don't look at Mark as like a tag team guy. Yeah. Mark is much better suited for Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. Yes. Just as he stated when he was on. I want to see I want to see Mark standing in the spotlight with a Braun or a Bobby. Because you're talking about the Braun and Bobby are probably the two strongest men in the WWE right now. I want to see them in the ring with the world's strongest men. And and Mark told us in our interview earlier that 
That's what he would love to do tonight exactly. on Raw, would be to work with either Braun Strowman or Bobby Lashley. Let's go out to Ramon in Memphis. Ramon, what would you do with the pencil? Hey, uh, I, you know, I'd love to see uh, Kevin Nash give the rub to uh, Drew McIntyre, you know, bodyguard to bodyguard. I think that'd be pretty cool. Okay, Nash to McIntyre, do a little something with those two. What what exactly would you do? Did you have something in mind? Since you're booking it and that's the way you want to go, what would you do? Uh, you know, I would I'd probably love, love to see him, you know, see him in the backstage segment, um, um staring each other down and, you know, uh Kevin Nash just just simply nod at uh, McIntyre. All right. know, something like that. I don't know. Okay. I mean, he'd, he'd like to see something between those two, Bully. I mean, that's a possibility. Again, we got it. We need it to be a little bit like where exactly would you go with it? What exactly would you do? But he would love to see those two former bodyguards do something together. Uh, they also might run into the problem of physicality. Like, there's a lot of guys that are going to be on the show tonight that I'm not, cap- I'm not sure what their level of capability is when it comes to physicality. You know? Actually taking a bump. A lot of guys that'll be there that haven't bumped in a while, right? Yeah, I'm sure a long while. So a lot of this is going to have to be very sports entertainment heavy as opposed to actual in-ring. Is there anybody on that crop of superstars that I mentioned, returning legends, that could get physical? Obviously, Triple H could get physical. Uh, Maybe Mark Henry could get a little physical. Is there anybody on there that you heard that... I would like to see them get physical with somebody from the current roster tonight. I mean, how how incredible would it be if Hogan could hit one more big boot leg drop? It'd be if he's able to do it, love it. When was the last time you saw when was the last time Hulk Hogan hit a big boot and a leg drop? TNA in Manchester in a six man. I think it was me uh, Storm and somebody versus Hogan Sting and AJ Styles or something like that. It's eons ago. Nobody, and it was in Manchester, England. Nobody really got to see I, 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 it. It would be it would great to see Hogan do one more big boot and one more leg drop if it was possible on the right guy. And but that, how does that? But how does that get that uh, that younger person over? That's and that's the thing. These returning legends can't get over on the current roster because they're already over. You want to get the current roster over. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.